Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel hey, McElroy. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. So today's episode, we're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 6 of Boy Meets World. Uh, <laughs> it's the new topic of this podcast, and we're doing kind of a change. And I know you probably thought we are going to start with the, the pilot of the whole franchise. No, we're going to do it in media res. Anyway, Season 3, Episode 6. I'm Topanga, guessing. Topanga gets her first monthly. Her first monthly? Yeah. Uh, Go into more detail on that. Well, Rachel, nobody's really quite sure what (laughs) causes this. Most scientists agree the moon. (laughs) Um, uh, What about Corey? How's Corey? He gets his first monthly as well, but the boy version. Mm. Now I know you're curious. Yeah, I am. Have you seen the movie Junior starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? Of course I have not. Okay. I I don't know why you didn't come prepared for this lecture then. Um, This was a trying week, I would say, for anybody who is both a Bachelor fan and has good fucking sense in their skull. Yeah, I... I found it difficult um, for several reasons. But mostly because it seems like the rat bags and piss kids are only becoming worse. Yeah, like they're somehow, like I thought, I looked at that bag and I looked at that kid and I said, that's the most rats and piss you could fit in those two containers. But they find new ways to surprise me every week. And then sometimes the rats get in the piss and people come in and they piss on the rats. They do like a little, <laughs> a little parfait. Um, so this was a double week. First, we had the fantasy suites date, uh, with which uh, is usually fun. Which is usually pretty fun. This one was is the cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, it was the resolution of the cliffhanger, and boy, we talked a lot of just straight jazz last week, huh? That yeah, ended we up did. being completely wrong. Why do we fall for Why it? Why do we Griffin? keep falling for it? We practically have advanced degrees. In, I know. in this franchise, and yet somehow. Anyway, we had fantasy suites, and then today, just now, we just got finished watching the the boys tell all, and they told all the things, and uh, it's just a lot of it was dedicated to the just Chad, the Chad show, and it was just. And we knew it really, would be. I know it, we would be, but we didn't. I didn't expect it to get the full blown fucking Ron Howard Hollywood treatment that Chad yeah, got. Yeah, he got a lot of setup, a lot of props, pre roll, like okay. Anyway. Let's dig into it because it's a meaty combo topic. I'm I'm on hanging on the edge of the cliff last week. Ah, oh, baby, I can't believe I have to hold on to this cliff for a full week. Help me up. Hand me a carabiner. Hand me a piton or python. Nobody's really sure how that word is said. <laughs> so the men stood quietly in that airplane hangar for a week for seven days while we all waited for the episode when, to resume. When it cut back, they all looked very pale and like <laughs> all of them had pissed their pants. Like, of course, they just messed themselves. They'd use all those fake suitcases and trunks around for... For toilets. For toilets. <laughs> so anyway, they they had like a little toilet prison that they were locked yeah. in. So last week ended with JoJo having a meltdown out on the tarmac. Uh, this episode starts, Luke returns to the hangar. 
after confessing his undying fucking cowboy love, which is the best kind of love that there is. It's the best kind of love. I give you 100% pure love from my heart every day, baby. We wake up and I do my little dedication to you every morning. That's true. But I will never be able to give you that good cowboy love that you deserve. No. No, I was talking about the expressions that Luke has. I mean, he's definitely a stoic man. I was going to say, I, you mean none? But he has this kind of haunted seriousness mm-hmm. that is a little hard to look at. Yeah. But also inspires such confidence that, that you know, he's not going to mess with you. There's a seriousness, but also an extreme um, reckless handsomeness that combined, <laughs> like, I don't, I really, his, he's. He's not hard to look at in that, like, he's unpleasant. I mean, I don't know where, I don't know which features to really gaze upon. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. So Um, we thought last week when JoJo tells us, the viewer, I've got to send Luke home, we thought, oh, oh, there's no way they would show us that if it was going to happen. And so the rose ceremony starts. Jordan first rose, which match. by the way, I want to go back and watch all the rose ceremonies because I feel it like always Jordan. I feel like it's like <laughs> you remember that season of um, uh, Burning Love where the woman yeah. was the bachelorette, and every time they did a rose ceremony, she'd just be like, Blaze, uh, uh, Blaze, <laughs> yeah. Blaze, come get. I feel like Jordan is the Blaze this season. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, Robbie, which we were a little surprised about, I think, because we thought Robbie's ex might have topped the. The list of issues for her. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's down to Luke or Chase. I think. Well, Chase, you've had a good run on the show. Yeah, I think Fantasy Suites next week. We know things are hot and heavy with Jojo and Luke. Who does she want to bring to that Fantasy Suite? Turns out it's Chase. Turns out she would rather have Chase in the Fantasy Suite. He's her fantasy baby. Not the guy who like. She like f- feels up his his all of his butt cheek meat yeah. like as, as often as she possibly can. I guess she's already had the fantasy suite, huh? She's already bought the cow and got the milk and oh. sold the cow. <laughs> Boy, that cowboy love. So she eliminates Luke. I am in San Antonio when this happens. Griffin is in Austin. He probably heard me from San Antonio yell no. At you the probably top heard of my me lungs. yell no too. I was upset because first of all, like we were so desperately wrong. Yeah. We were so enormously, hugely wrong. Yeah. But the other thing is that you and I, we are now out of our fantasy yeah, league. Yeah, we, we are out of the running. Um, We had fucking Chad, Luke, and Jordan. How did we lose? This is a topsy-turvy-ass season of The Bachelor at starring JoJo Fletcher. <sighs> um, So JoJo is very, very upset to say goodbye to Luke. Just a lot of sobbing. Luke is too, but it's hard to see. It's harder to yeah, see Luke, it. Yeah, Luke, you know. I mean, Luke is like, this is not supposed to be happening. I thought you wanted this too. I'm going to miss you. Him saying this is not supposed to be happening, I wondered if there was like an element of like, no, you don't understand. This literally isn't supposed to be happening. There yeah. was a de- We had a deal. Um. He says, you know, I could have proposed today. Um, and Jojo is upset. And she's like, what if this was a mistake? And I'm thinking, Jojo, you wouldn't have cried like this if you said goodbye to Chase. And she doesn't. But no. okay. Um, so she just, she, it's just like, I don't understand. I don't. 
I don't understand how this season is wrapping up. I don't get it. If Luke is not the second place dude, like, I just felt like I got, I understood this show. Yeah. To the point where I could know who the top three were going to be. Definitively. Nothing about Luke changed. Luke was, Luke was the same the whole time. And last week we were talking about, like, it's, it's crazy that they did this act of, oh, she's going to send Luke home because that would mean that, like, she's only sending the guy who said, I love you last home. And that's well, like Chase a, hadn't said it either. That's a bonkers. I guess that's true. Um, yeah, really, really weird. I feel like I have no idea. I have no idea where the season's going to end up. If it actually does end up with her getting engaged to Jordan, I will be, I will be shocked. I will be shocked at the amount of brand building that went into the Jordan Rogers 2020 experience <laughs> to have him then be relegated to the. The winner of the show. The winner's circle, which is a cool circle because it's also a toilet hole that you stand in and get flushed down the relevance sewers. Well, that's not fair. fair? I would say a lot of bachelorette couples are still relevant. For sure, definitely. Sean and Catherine, not counting them. Oh, dude, fucking Dez and... Chris. Chris, yes, dude, for sure. And Caitlin and Sean. Caitlin and Sean. Just I've everywhere been, all the oh, time. Oh, dude, I was just reading about Sean's new... Um, <laughs> he, does, oh. he does fitness. He's got a new brand of like... He does um, fitness stuff. Fitness towels that he's <laughs> yeah. invented. Yeah. yeah, I was just reading he did a really erudite interview on... No, dog. Yeah. When you win the show, it's fine. Like, you get married. Sometimes you get married and have a baby and you're in love and happy forever. And No shade, but... You're not, you're not on that Nick V train of the oh, second Nick place boy v. who's going to be on this show until he dies. Yeah, who's just going to keep accidentally ending up on the show? Um. Anyway, we've anyway we have Thailand. A lot of, we have a lot of television show to talk about. They go to Thailand, uh, and they start off the Thailand adventure with Robbie, uh, in a market. They're looking at foods. Uh, Making yuck faces. It starts raining, and so they go get foot massages. That looked dope, actually. Yeah. I um, feel like if I was ever Bachelor, which that would be a weird, like, my life would have had to have taken some pretty weird <laughs> twists and turns. Um, But it, I think I would be like, all right, for this date, massages. Uh, and then people would be like, again, didn't you just take Susan <laughs> on a massage date? Like, yeah, I did. This is important to me. This one we're gonna make sushi. Didn't you make? Didn't you make sushi? sushi yeah, with- shut up and play Pokemon <laughs> with me while we get rubbed and eat sushi. <laughs> uh, which is actually that's how Griffin and I spent that's, our first seven dates. I think that's true because I'm a kindergartner who <laughs> likes sushi and massages. Yeah. Um, one thing you'll see on these week post hometowns is that everybody debriefs their hometown and talks about how happy it made them, which is what Robbie does. Uh, and what do all the guys do? I don't remember anything about Robbie's. They also talk about family. how, oh, Robbie's mom was the one who was like, hey, you should know the, oh, the right, rumors. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I remember. Because Robbie and JoJo debrief and say, you know, I feel really good that we had that confrontation where we really worked some stuff out and it went so well. Here's the thing about Robbie. He is very, very, very into JoJo. And he's very, very vocal about how into JoJo he is. More than Chase is capable of saying. Yeah. And far more than Jordan wants to say. Exactly. Robbie is always making a case for himself. 
And even on this, on this date, he's like, you know, I just, you should know that I'm honest because, for example, I told you I loved you way back when we were in Uruguay. Like, he's like saying, like, of Here's, course, he, he, look, I I have proof yeah. that I'm an honest person because I said I love you I way too early. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh so then they they do more kissing, it's raining, and then nighttime comes. Uh Robbie shows up in white pants. Uh oh. Is that okay? You know, he wears white pants a lot, I've noticed. Do you think he's just showing off like how clean he can be? <laughs> I couldn't wear white pants. I would get like barbecue sauce on them somehow, somehow. very fast. <laughs> but I think there's boys that have like a certain skill that they just like, you know how they say like you're supposed to put a napkin in your lap when you eat? Uh-huh. There's like people who do that like every time. Yeah. I'll I'll do it if I'm at like a wedding or something like that. But every, who can remember to do it every time? I mean, I usually do. Yeah, right. I do. I would notice if I was dating one of Professor Xavier's gifted children. <laughs> I mean, it's not always, I don't have like a cloth napkin in my purse for all occasions. Well, no. Usually it's just a piece of paper towel. That'd be gross if you just had some nasty rag in your purse <laughs> that you used to mop up barbecue sauce and then put it back in the purse. Anyway, tell me about Robbie's fucking night moves. I would love to see, I would love to hear about that man's sexual exploits. Well, Jojo and Robbie sit down and Jojo starts off saying, you know, this is, this is the night that I told Ben that I was in love with him. Um, which I thought, you know, like. That's a weird commemoration. Yeah. And then she, she's talking to him and he pulls out a note that his dad, quote, snuck into his jeans. Um, Hold on, wait. Okay, I should mention, you were watching this by yourself in a hotel room in San Antonio. I was watching it with a big old rowdy group. Yeah. And for my friends, I picked up Indian food. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> um, but I missed I missed the part where he said his dad snuck a note in his jeans. Yeah, yeah, he pulled it out of his pocket. Okay, but l- please, please, we can't blow past this. <laughs> I know. Was he wearing the jeans when his dad fucking Oliver Twist... Like Fagin's boys, like pickpocketed him. I think he said, I didn't feel it or anything. Like, I think there was a suggestion that somehow the note ended up in his jeans without him knowing. (laughs) That's the best fucking little dad. I wish at this point. Sneaky crime. I wish at this point the bachelorette somehow had footage of that oh my god release the tapes release the dad jeans it's like invasion. night vision footage of him like sneaking frame through the hallway by frame. <laughs> he's like on the fucking ceiling with suction cups so so robbie has jojo read the note and the note says a number of things like robbie i can tell you're in love with her you know don't get down about your ex you'll never um, see me coming <laughs> Oh, and by the way, there's leftovers in the freezer if you're hungry tomorrow when you wake up. No. I stole your wallet again. I'm sorry, but you've, you've abandoned your ninjutsu training, and this is the only way I know how to punish you, son. There's another note in your bedroom somewhere. You have 10 minutes to find it. It'd be fucking great if Robbie was like, anyway, I'll go, let me pay for dinner. And he reaches down to his wallet pocket, and his dad had like snuck a smoke bomb into his, into his white pants. <laughs> This is embarrassing. My dad ninjutsued me again. I hate my assassin dad. <laughs> um, and so Robbie says, Jojo, you can keep this note. 
And anytime if you like doubt us or our connection, you can read this note and know that the person that knows me best could tell that I was in love with you. It's it's weird. Bad it's gift. Weird, weird and bad. Weird and bad. They immediately go from that into the Chris Harrison invite into the fantasy suite. Because nothing gets me I wish he'd, lubed up more I wish he reached that. into his pocket and he's like, wait, I have another note. And this one's from Chris Harrison. Wow. People are just <laughs> getting in my jeans fucking left and right. And my jeans are so tight. My jeans are very tight. <laughs> but the pockets are really big. <laughs> These are Jinkos that I had hemmed in significantly. Did any other jean company make a large pocket jean? I feel like we give a Not lot of attention to Jinko. I mean, there were definitely, there had to be Jinko knockoffs, right? There had to be like. What were they called, do you think? I mean, I mean, Levi probably had like the. The circus tent? The Levi's, <laughs> the Levi's tent legs. <laughs> um, and then there was the Oshkosh Bagosh elephant pants. <laughs> For kids. For kids, yeah. But adults could have fun with them too. And then they also made like elephant pants sized. Uh, like, what if it was rompers. like Ash Ashkash, Badam? Because it's for adults. And they didn't have to. Ashkash, fuck these are big pants. <laughs> you are going to be swimming in this romper. <laughs> um. So they decide to go to the fantasy suite, uh, and. Robbie starts calling her Joelle in his camera. This interviews. has happened a few times now, and and only here in the in the postseason <laughs> yeah. have people started to call you JoJo is a child's name, and I'm in love with you. So it's time I'm to really leave excited behind. to spend more time and get to know Joelle. He tells the camera, like I've seen her vagina now, so I'm going to call her Joelle. <laughs> is that how the transformation works? That's what it seems like. Okay. Um. And Jojo, who has sworn to us, the viewer, and to the camera that she's not going to say, I love you to any of the guys after what Ben put her through. So she tells Robbie, I do have strong feelings for you. And that's about as much as we get. Um, But she tells the camera she's in love with Rob. Like yeah, at this she point, does. At this point, she says to the camera, I am ready to say that I am in love with Robbie. Yes. Um, Which and- is buck wild. Robbie? Yeah, I don't know how it happens. Robert? I think all I all all I can gather is that he just he gives her that. I mean, it's nothing against sweet love. It is nothing against Robbie. It is more of a knock against his show because when she told her uh, Robbie's mom, it came out of fucking nowhere. I know. I think I'm in love with Robbie. What? Yeah. When did that happen? When? How? When did it happen? (laughs) This is bonkers. I th- I mean, it's like, I think it's the power of suggestion, right? He said super early, hey, by the way, I'm in love with you. And then maybe just whispered it in her ear a little bit every day after that. Like, hey, by he the way. He uses nujitsu, ninjutsu training. Put by a, the way, I'm in love with you. Put a love veil over her eyes. And and at first she was probably like, oh, that's crazy. And then the second time she was like, that couldn't be. Is it crazy? And then the third day it was like, well, he seems pretty sincere. And then the fourth day it was like, maybe I'm in love with him. Yeah. That's probably how it worked out. Mm-hmm. Who was next up? Oh, they had a, yeah. they probably had a sexual evening. Next morning they're in bed, shoes on the table, there's plates of food. Shoes are on the table? Yeah, they do this thing sometimes where they show the bachelorette's shoes as if to suggest she must have taken them off because they're the shoes from the day before. Or that they got bones so hard that the, the shoes, shoes are flying like, off and The shoes are manner. neatly on the end table, uh, Robbie's shirtless. Mm. Um, 
And, and yeah, that's the end of the date. She tells us the camera, you know, that, that she's in love with Robbie, that she can't believe that she's in this position where she loves multiple guys and that she has three guys that she's quote goo goo gaga over. Uh, wait, so she specifically doesn't say she's in love with three guys. She no, says she's she... in love with multiple guys, but that she likes all the guys. Yeah. Which Goo-goo should Gaga. have been enough to know that, like, sorry, Shaz, because you know Jordan's not the Goo Goo one. <laughs> He's not the Goo Goo doll. You are, Shaz. Uh, next up Jordan. was Jordan. Jordan uh, meets Jojo at the shore, uh, takes a boat, and they decide to go on a hike. A very, very sweaty. Very sweaty. Very sweaty hike. Very moist. Um. A lot of stairs. On a lot that of hike. glistening and a lot of reflections of the skin. <laughs> um, they go up this big hike and then they go down into a cave. Um, At this point, she has to put on a jacket because she's not. And again, no shade, but she says, "I have to cover up my shoulders because I'm about to go into a temple." And like you're, but you're also like wearing a like kind of a bare midriff dealy. And I don't. I like it looks fantastic. Everything looks fantastic on you, Jojo. But I don't understand how that one thing is allowed and the other That's is not true, at the temple. Though. That's true with a lot of holy sites. When I went to the Vatican, I was wearing a sleeveless shirt and a a religious official looking man tapped me. I had to go into a gift shop and buy a shirt that said Chow Chow instead of Coca-Cola so I could go into... Is that what they call Coca-Cola in Italy? No, it's just like a novelty shirt. It's supposed to like Coca-Cola, oh, I see, but it's says Chow Chow Man, I bet Roma. you that gift shop makes a killing, huh? I know, yeah. But what I was saying is you did probably didn't put that shirt on and then roll up the belly of it so that your bare meter was still <laughs> no. showing. And then like a cardinal saw you and was like, A-OK. Yeah, I love now, that belly. Now we're, now we're doing it. Um, they oh, were and they also, couldn't kiss. They could not kiss. And this happened to, this happened like a couple seasons ago. Maybe I, I want to say yeah. an Emily's season where they like went to some. I think it was temp- more recent than Emily's season. Yeah, maybe season. it was where they weren't allowed to smooch. Maybe Caitlin. Um, and she's like, oh, this is good, you know, that we're not kissing because now we can really connect emotionally. Now I can really put the screws to you without having to worry about getting smooched. And she does, man. Like, I admire the fact that JoJo is just not letting up with Jordan Rogers every single time they have a date. It's like, yeah, but do you really say that? Because Ben Ben told me all the right things too, and then uh, he broke my heart. So well, really, I think this thing, is just that. Here's the thing I noticed. I don't know if you noticed this. So with Robbie, they didn't even talk about the upcoming week. Yeah. But with Jordan, she's like, so my family's going to be here. You know, like, you know, next week my family's going to be in town. And he's like, oh, well, tell me about your family. And she talks about her family. She didn't do that with any of the other guys. No. And she also asks Jordan something that she doesn't ask the other guys, which is, what do you, what do you see for this upcoming year? Yeah. Which is the fucking slowest, laziest little slow ball that she could have heaved and rolled even in his direction. And he says, you know, I don't know. It depends on a lot of things. It's it could go any way, really. Yeah, she's like, I've done long distance before, um, and you know, I know that you might have to travel a lot. And he's like, No, I don't have roots right now, which I think is good. Clearly, not getting what she's trying to say. And then he's like, So you know, I could be wherever you need to be. But it gets him. It takes him so long to know. get there. 
I don't know. Well, it just seems so nice. It's a in a job interview, you wouldn't say. It. Where <laughs> yeah. do you see yourself in the next year? Oh God, I don't know. Who knows what tomorrow has in store? Right? Mm-hmm. Carpe diem. <laughs> Love you, Bohem. Really don't like to commit to anything. Really like to keep all of my options open all the time. Could walk out of here and an, ast- an asteroid lands on me. I've been thinking about designing a new wide pocket jean. I've been thinking about these jeans, okay? Hear me out. They're like <laughs> Jinkos, but you hem them in real tight. <laughs> Has all the functionality of Jinkos, none of the flutter. They're real wide everywhere except the ankle. The, and, and so... <laughs> I think there's a huge market for these. Sinbad and his fashion is really coming back in a big way. It's like it's like Sinbad pants, but in denim. In denim, it's like a din. It's like a denim Sinbad pant, but something formal. It's like a formal denim Sinbad pant, and I think that's just what we're going to call the name of the company. Uh nighttime. Yes. Um, they go on a nighttime date, um, and this is when they have their big talk about the next year. Um, JoJo says that she's nervous about his lifestyle. Jordan says he doesn't need a home base. Uh, and Jordan's like, hey, you know what? I want to spend my life with you. And that's when JoJo's like, well, that's what Ben said. Yeah, I love it. And JoJo's like, well, how do you know? And Jordan's like, well, how do you know? And she's like, no, no, no. I want to know how you know. And Jordan says, I have a feeling when I'm with you that I've never had before. Uh, and any number of other things. Just kind of saying. Why? This is different. It's I know. So, I, I, I'm, I'm a better person. I like you. That kind of thing. It's so weird that she is, at, she's giving him, she is like vetting him, right? She's not vetting the other boys. No. And if it was all... Even I'm starting to think, I know that you don't trust him, but I don't even remember why anymore. I don't she, distrust... I don't. Dis- she just keeps saying, uh, he seems too good to be true. And it's just like, well, wait, why don't you say that about Robbie? It's because Robbie said... Robbie is so fast to dish out the I love you stuff. Yeah. And, and here's the thing why I think she trusts Robbie is because I think she very, 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 very badly wants to end up with Jordan Rogers, yeah. but is afraid that Jordan Rogers isn't like here for it. And I think this may go and I'm not I don't I'm not romantically invested in this season of The Bachelorette at all. I don't think none of this shit's cute. But <laughs> but I think the fact that she's vetting Jordan Rogers, I think it takes it like one step past kayfabe, where it's not just like them you know telling telling the story for the show like she's asking questions that you would genuinely really like to know the answer to before you get engaged to somebody that you might actually yeah. really like and well and that's the process right like there's such a time sensitive pressure to it that she's like hey man hey man it's real soon now yeah, like but she's not doing that to the other guys no so like she doesn't give a shit what the answer to that question is for the other guys. You know what I'm saying? Which makes you think like she, like either she would treat Jordan the same way that she treats Robbie and not get into like the logistics of life and stuff like that. Um, and then like they get engaged and who gives a shit what happens after that. But the fact that she is like asking those questions makes me think like, I think Judge actually likes Jordan a lot and it's kind of probing him to see like if he's down to clown IRL. Outside yeah. of the fiction of this television show. Yeah. Um, 
so they go to the fantasy suite. Um, Jojo tells us that she's also in love with Jordan. Uh, and then the next morning, same kind of thing. Breakfast. Jordan's not wearing a shirt. Uh, and then Jordan tells the camera something like, got everything I wanted or something. That was, oh man, that was so bad. He didn't tell the camera that. Worse. Jojo says, did you, did you enjoy last night? And he says, I feel like I got everything I wanted, which in the room I was watching it and I was sitting next to Chris, uh, and, and Chris was like, that is the most selfish thing I've ever, did you enjoy our sex experience that we had last night? I mean, I got everything I wanted. So yes. <laughs> did you enjoy our first night that we ever had together as a couple privately without cameras being on us? Like ever in, in the history of our lives? I mean, I got, I came so <laughs> sure. I definitely oh. did. Oh. He maybe didn't come, but like, come on. Th- oh. That answer is so selfish. Maybe. I got, hey, work for Joe, work for the Joe Row. Maybe what he meant was like, you know, I got the time that I wanted with you. I got every time that I had wanted. <laughs> uh, all three minutes of, it's just like, it's a really, that it doesn't re- have to be awful. I don't think it's a really busted. Even if the intent was good, the way he said it was the most know, busted shit ever. And the fact that they like showed us that as the viewer makes me think that they recognize that. Too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jojo says, gosh, I'm in love with two guys. Uh, could it maybe be three guys? And well, then we go to Chase. Which is really <laughs> how you want to approach any romantic encounter is with the mindset of, let's see if we can't make this a hat trick. <laughs> let's see if I can't make myself fall in love with a third man That's tonight. That's what's so weird about Chase and what makes the whole situation so confusing is that it doesn't seem like she's in love with Chase, but she's really open to oh, the possibility. To that, that, that sentiment has been said on both sides of the aisle a lot this season of, I really wanted to be in love with you. Yeah. And it's like, you've already said you're in love with two guys. Why would you, why, yeah. why would you want to be in love with three guys? That's going to make your job much harder. But not only that, like, you know what it's like to be in the losing end of that situation. Yeah. From, from the last season of the show. Yeah. Like, usually there'll be a thing where the bachelor or bachelorette will say, you know, we just haven't come along as fast as my other relationships. Yeah. Usually that'll be a, a reason. Like, not like I was waiting and waiting and waiting to fall in love with you, but like, uh, I recognize I'm further along with other people. I'm going to say goodbye. I love other people more. Not, I wish I loved you more, yeah. but I don't know how that, like, how do you do that? That's such a weird way of thinking about human connection. Mm-hmm. Not just like reality show love, but like, man, I really wish we were better friends. Just, yeah, that's a it's a weird it. way to break up with somebody. Just like you know, we, you must have fucked up somewhere because I I wanted it real bad. We went out to dinner a few times and we saw a couple movies and you know we spent the night and I tried to fall in love with you every single time. And she said like, "What's wrong with me that I didn't fall? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> You're not insufficient in some way. Anyway." What's up, Chase? Chase. Hope we haven't spoiled uh, what's going on with the old <laughs> Shaws on this episode. Uh, shows up on a motorcycle. They go to a fish market, and all of a sudden, okay, Shaws. Shaw. I'm calling him Shaws because he's not Chase anymore. He's quote extra playful. He's ecstasy. He's on ecstasy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Chase was on like 
mescaline or something. I hadn't something. seen he- this man smile or laugh at all the entire season. And now all of a sudden, he is he is uh, just <laughs> going for hop, it. Hop on my scooter. <laughs> Did you see that monkey? Is trying He's to doing little, little puppet routines with the fish. Um, and he's just, they're excited about monkeys and chases just, he's giddy. He's just a giddy giddy. man. And it's, it's unsettling. It's, it's really, really genuinely very strange to watch this guy. Like if, if he had this much personality, like the entire, I can't even envision what that would have been like. That would have been really rough to watch. I got like a real Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted's vibe. Is that it, That's a really good way of putting it. It didn't necessarily feel like this is a side of Chase we haven't gotten to see. It was more like a, I have adopted the persona of somebody that has fun. <laughs> it was really, really, really weird. This is what a person that has fun is like. I don't want to be mean to, I don't want to be mean to Shaw's. It's just like, no. It's just like, you can't for eight weeks or however long have this like fairly dry personality and then like, in your swan song, in your final hour, be like weirdly bubbly. Like, man, it was bizarre. Yeah. Um, so they have a kind of a beach date. Uh, they go in the ocean, they sit in the sand, uh, and then they break up. This is something you see a lot on the one on ones is there's a daytime and a nighttime. And so in between the daytime and the nighttime, they go back to their respective rooms and change. He cracks open another vial of whatever. <laughs> um, and while JoJo's in her room getting ready for the nighttime date, Robbie shows up. Oh, Robbie. Says he's missed her and that he's thinking about her. And, and then he says, quote, country clubs and coloring books. What does that mean? I think it's something they talked about, their future together. Of just That's a like, shit future. What they what they wanted that he's ready to get down on one knee and that it, he wants it to be all country clubs and coloring books. Is that different from paper airplanes and blueberries? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it just it sounds like something really white. Does that people mean like say. You, yeah, you just want to be a super rich, super white couple <laughs> yeah, with a, like a with a, a, a an artistic child, yeah. or is it an adult an adult coloring book that you're going to fill out while staying at a country club? That's a really weird thing. I don't know. Thing. We don't totally, get any context. But... I completely missed it. So now you're catching this first wave of anger from me yeah. hearing this this dumb, dumb thing. Yeah. He basically, he's reminding her, uh, I love you. I see a future together. I think about our kids and our exclusive membership to a country club that we'll have. And also. <laughs> and also coloring. We're going to color or something. I don't know. Uh, and so JoJo's like, hey, thanks for stopping by. And that that's kind of he, Robbie's moment. He throws his grappling hook up the chimney and zips away uh i'm obsessed with this idea by the way that robbie's family are all like ninja assassins and then jojo looks down and all of a sudden like her her pants are just full of notes what the fuck there's like 18 notes in my pants he fit a coloring book in my pocket this is so weird Suddenly, I'm a member of a country club. There's a when contract this- in my jeans. I own a timeshare at a country club. A timeshare at a country club? I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> um. So there's. Then we go back to Chase State. It's nighttime. It's dinner. Um. Chase says, "Hey, after today, you know, I, I just, I had a really good time with you. They, they do the fantasy sweet card." 
Uh, they're both on board. They get back to the fantasy suite. Chase says, hey, I just want you to know that I, that I, you know, I've been scared this whole time. And I want to say that I'm 100% in love with you. Uh, and I know the burden that sentence carries, but I, I do love you, uh, which I wrote down because that's a very common way of phrasing that. Yeah. And Jojo starts to get very, very nervous, excuses herself, and then goes and sits out, like, just out of eye line of him uh, and just gets really nervous and upset. Just centers herself. Um, She's but- like, I got this, quote, overwhelming feeling of doubt right after he said it. Has there ever been a situation where somebody said, I love you, and then the other person left for a grip, <laughs> yeah. and then they came back in and was like... I love you too. <laughs> you know, how great would that have been? I'm glad that you gave me that moment to really compose myself. I was so excited by your proclamation. And I was trying to think of the, nah, dog, that ain't, no. nah, Shaws. She comes when back we're up. looking, the camera is set up so that we can see Jojo having her, her panic. And like over her shoulder back, we can see Chase behind the screen door sitting in the room just like, uh putting some weird dropper on his tongue, just a re and <laughs> just a, a buffer Griffin. for what's about to No, um, yeah, it's, she comes back in and breaks it off, says, I don't feel the same way. And I'm, yeah, I, I, I needed to take a moment. And when you said that, I just didn't feel the way I expected to feel. It's like the same thing that she told like Luke, Luke and, and James Alex Taylor and, James Taylor and, and Alex. And this like, has happened a few times now. Tell me you're in love with me. Oh, wait, I don't love you. It's like a, it's like an even more, it's like an even more brutal Axeman method where the Axeman would at least cut you off before you got. Yeah, like Kayla, the day Kayla was going to profess her love, she's like, he was like, nope, ready to do it. But I'm like, no, I just want you to axed. She doesn't give him that, 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 um, that level of civility, just like, yes, give me the love. No. I will use it as a whetstone against my blade. Axed. I'm just saying, she learned from the best. Well, but she didn't, though, because she did it wrong. No, I mean, she's doing it right for her. Oh, okay. Uh, so Chase is immediately upset. He's incredulous. He just says, oh, my God, I just said I love you, and now I'm skewered. So now love equals get the fuck out. And you didn't give it a chance. And JoJo's response to that is like, she is also kind of incredulous. Like when he says, so the, when he says that specific line about, so now love means get the fuck out. She's like, Chase, like, no dog. Like, that's not, there's a weird like battle of the, um, not guilt trip or whatever, but like neither of them handle this energy, especially. Yeah. He tries to walk out. Um, at that point, and she chases him. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she chases Chase, and he's like, "None of this makes sense." Holy shit! I'm sorry. I just I was thinking about verbs. Robbie's name literally is like he's like a stealthy little robber. <laughs> and Chase gets chased. And Chase gets chased. And Jordan. George, George. <laughs> keep, keep going. This is good. This is good. Joe. Yeah. He. And then Luke. Luke. 
<laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke, um, he, you would say like, oh, Luke, it's Luke. Like, look, like, look. Because he always has that look on his face. Yeah, he has always got that Luke on his face. <laughs> <laughs> George. George. Dan. Um, so Chase is really upset. And the Joe- Robbie one is really good, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, was really what are we going to name our stealth assassin son? Oh, well, it's Thiefo? No. Robbie? <laughs> there it is. Stealer. Stealens? Robbie Steelens is my name. Oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> Robbie Steelens for next bachelor. <laughs> um so, <laughs> so Chase Chase is really upset. Jojo doesn't want him to leave upset. Um he s- mysteriously has a beer suddenly in his hand. That was great. He opens it as he's getting into a van says, "Guess this is my fantasy suite." Um, and then he jerks off right there. And it's the weirdest part of the whole episode. Griffin, no, he doesn't. Uh, he says, he does say that, you know, I can't believe I just said I love you. It's like pulling your pants down and getting kicked in the nuts. And then he said, that gives me a great idea. I'm Chase Pursuins. <laughs> oh, God. Now watch me go. And then he sings Fantasy by Mariah Carey to himself. While he masturbates while drinking a beer in the back of a car in Thailand. And that's legal. It's all open container like totally cool so don't even worry about okay, it okay okay uh so now it's rose ceremony time and we think and or know that it's just going to be jordan and robbie and jojo also thinks that uh and says well but the roses still have to be accepted so i'm going to do the ceremony and she starts telling jordan and robbie like it's it's just you two i sent chris home and then Chris doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> of course, as is his custom this season and the past no, four he does, seasons. He does show up. He does kind of welcome the guys to the rose ceremony. And yeah. one thing I thought was funny is Chris talks to Jordan and says, Jordan, how you doing? And Jordan's like, oh, I'm really confident now because of our alone time. And and Robbie says, yeah, it was really good to have some time off camera, just fall more in love with her. And Chris says, oh, you're in love. And I just think, hey, Chris, welcome to the party. Robbie's, hey, bud. Robbie's been in love for like a month. For like, yeah. Where have you been? Um. Anyway, anyway Shaw's shows up. Anyway, Shaw's shows up. Um, and this was the Shaw's that like I'm more accustomed to seeing. Very, like very yeah. lucky. Well, the dudes, it was interesting to see Jordan and Robbie because at this point their reaction was just kind of like, yeah. Exasperated, but in this kind of defeated way. Like, yeah, like, I expected this. Yeah, this is the show. Uh, so Chase just wants to say, hey, I, I feel bad the way we left. I admire you. I'm not mad at you. And I didn't want it to end that way. My heart's still open for you. And Oof. I wanted you to know that. Uh, and she's like, hey, thanks, more or less. And then he gets up and walks away again and a monkey follows him, which I thought was fun. It was a very sad little scene and then she just jumps right back into the rose ceremony <laughs> flings those roses and says of, jordan's name first again yeah has to um and then robbie's name and they're well, jordan then robbie huh they're everybody's real sweaty oh yeah and there's some more monkey shots and that's the end of the episode monkey shots should be the name of this season just because it's all even when the monkeys weren't involved it was just all monkey shots right 
I don't know. There's something metaphoric in what you're saying that I don't get. It's fine. That's what metaphors are for. You don't have to really define them. They don't mm-hmm. have to mean anything. Pigs in the castle. Pigs in the castle. He's in the barn. Mm-hmm. What's the one we learned tonight? It was so dumb. I've tried to like oh, forget um, it from my brain. Please don't. Please. Sometimes you choose apples when you should have chose pickles. That was actually, yeah. So anyway, that was that. And then there was a teaser for next week's episode, which let's not get into it. Let's let some magic still be in it. Um, gut check, cause like we're about to go into Mintel all. So like this was really the substantial story development part of the season. Like I just don't know where it's going. I don't know that I partic, I don't really care. I don't think about this finale. I mean, I do care in the sense that like I really don't think Jordan's gonna get it. And it would be weird if he did, but. Yeah, I'm already thinking next Bachelor, honestly. Like I'm thinking, is it Luke? That would be weird television. Like obviously they, they not... just, they built him up so much. But then I remembered they built up Kayla too and then pulled her out when they found another more exciting bachelorette. I mean, I said this a while ago. I don't think, I don't think Luke would be in it. I like Luke a lot. I don't think he'd be Maybe in it. Maybe it'll be good. Robbie. Oh God. I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't know anything about Robbie except he's very, very into JoJo. I really don't, and that that he well, and then the ex drama. That's like yeah. it. That's not a lot to go on. No. Um, JoJo like revealed herself to be like a very emphatic and like pleasant person in the last like back half of of um uh Ben season. I don't think I don't think that any other dude really had that going for him, except Jordan, who's like been kind of pleasant the whole time. Um, Unless they pull a Juan Pablo season and they go way back in the roster, yeah. I mean, and pick somebody like Wells. Wells is like the only guy like I really find enjoyable and unique enough to like have an interesting narrative in their season, other than like I am handsome and that's like it. Is Wells is Wells as beloved nationwide as he is in like the hardcore Bachelor watching? I think he is. Okay. I think he is. He's got this Snapchat account where he does little recaps of the episodes. But he's on he's on BIP, right? And Wells on BIP. I think so. Yeah, That's which is usually the kiss of death. Okay. So anyway, anyway, um, let's talk about this men tell all because fuck, it was so gnarly for most of it. Men tell all. Here's what we know going in. We know there's going to be a lot of Chad. Like we know that's going to happen. What we don't expect is what happens, which is. Before the mental even starts, we see Chad all in black whistling, walking out of a, like a black car into what they've set up to appear as his own private trailer with a star on it like, that says Chad. They fucking, like, canonize him. Like, they, they give him, he gets a cut scene. Yeah. That's, like, supposed to make him look like this larger than life. Character. And, like, we're going to get into this real hot and heavy, but, like, I get that they're trying to make a television show, and they need big characters on this television show, and Chad was a very, very big character on this television show, but he's also a genuinely, like, out. this is me outside of, like, Bachelor critic, like, storyline critic Griffin. I, he's a really shitty dude. Yeah. With, like, genuinely harmful elements about him yeah. that abc was not only like allowing to uh, blossom in this mintel all they fucking like celebrated it mm-hmm. and encouraged it and made sure that like there were plenty of opportunities for this shit to go down 
anyway. Yeah, yeah, they cut. So the mental all just as a reminder for those of you that don't watch the show, they bring back all the cast off, cast offs, and give them an opportunity to ask questions of Jojo, to rehash or get closure on any outstanding conflict. Uh, and there's a live audience. Yes. And inevitably somebody in that live audience is going to stand up and interrupt things. And yeah. That happened this time too. But Ch- Chad got this like superstar treatment that was so fucking gross. Cause like at the end of the day, he is like a, a kind of, um, like, at the very least, emotionally abusive person. Um, Every that, time I that, watch him, I just turn to Griffin and I say, what happened to what Chad? What happened to you? To Chad have seems to be modeling a type of behavior that could only be learned. Like, yeah. he must have had somebody in his life that was just awful. That's all I can think. This isn't like... I, it's so weird, because talking about him like this, I feel like his only serving to like build the chad character brand of oh he's such a bad boy i don't think he's tv's bad boy i think he's like a genuinely shitty abusive dude that ended up on a television show and then he's not like sawyer from lost who's like sketchy guy with a heart of gold no, he's like a, he's just like a provocateur made yeah. manifest. And like the garbage shit he does has extended well beyond the confines of the television show to further like build his brand as like a, as a, a villain. Yeah. It's weird. Like there have been purposeful villains on this show before and then they get kicked off the show and they never hear from you, never hear from him again. That hasn't, unless they end up in, in BIP or whatever. That hasn't been the case with Chad, who's gone on to do, like, heinous shit. Yeah, he seems to actively work at continuing to be awful. And that's, like, his character. Yeah. And it's such a, like, it's the wildest, most um, transparent double standard in that, like, he calls out, and he does it during this Mintel All, he, like, calls out everybody for being there for for being fake. Like, oh, this guy's a radio DJ, this guy was an entertainment crew, this guy's... All these people are here for other reasons where they have, like, these brands they're trying to build. Fuck off, dude. You are bachelor villain Chad. Mm-hmm. You're very good at being bachelor villain Chad. But don't fucking pretend like that's not why you're here and what you're doing and what you're doing outside of the show. Yeah. You're still on, like, you're on Twitter and Instagram building the bachelor villain Chad brand. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a that's a stable, that's a stable industry if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Uh, so they show a montage of all the different conflicts. Um, of course, the stuff with Chad, stuff with Alex, um, Derek. The non-Chad conflicts, I, for- I forgot how like yeah. hard those were to stomach because some of them were like clown town baby They kind of start out with Alex um, because Alex at first has a lot of issues with Chad and then suddenly he has a lot of issues with Derek. Um he just seems to kind of keep finding fights, at which point Wells kind of succinctly says, you know, Alex is a veteran. He seems to feel the most comfortable in conflict. Uh, and, you know, and, and it's more a reflection of his experience in the military. Santa Claus Nick confronts Wells and says, oh, you're, you're saying that Alex feels the most comfortable in conflict. Uh, how is that any different than Chad? Which I thought was kind of an interesting point 
is that Alex and Chad do have a lot of similarities. And Luke. Luke was a, there were three veterans on this season. Yeah. Maybe more, I think. Well, not, not, not the fact that they were veterans, but the fact that Alex and Chad both were constantly in conflict with somebody in the house over something. <sighs> yeah, except. Alex's wasn't as assertive. Like Alex was, you saw it in the his last episode that he was on when he gets like the double rose with, um, with uh, uh oh my god, I can't believe I forgot the folk singer's name. James Taylor. And he gets the double rose with James Taylor. He's like, fuck it, I shouldn't be here. This is a pity rose. She doesn't want me here, but whatever. Like he didn't say I'm gonna cut their arms and legs off and throw their torsos in the pool. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm not saying that Alex is as bad as Chad. I just think that there were a lot of similarities there. Um, Alex was definitely the most like um, confrontational person in the house other than Chad. Yeah. And one thing that Luke says in response to all of that, is he's like, yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of people in the military that, that can react um, certain ways in conflict and just become very responsive. And he's like, you know, but... As you get more maturity, you know, you can make a choice on how you, how you proceed, which just kind of again draws distinction between Luke and the other guys. Like Luke was just very much like, chill, man. Like, hey, I'm an adult and this stuff you guys are doing doesn't make any sense to me. I bet that probably like fed into him thinking he was a front runner as well and like fed into his like shock that he got fourth place because like for the most part he did stay above like the baby town shit that every other guy in the house got into yeah so then the guys start talking about chad again daniel saying everyone's too insecure evan talks about steroids again um ali says you know we really did all kind of gang up on chad and Grant's like, oh, well, clearly there's a problem if everybody's against one person. And then Wells finally says, we're not going to keep talking about Chad when he's not on the stage. Wells, God, like Wells is the voice of reason. Yeah. Like the only person saying, actually, Jojo had a really, 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 really good yeah, way of dealing with Chad. she has a good Chad. moment. Um, but. Uh, so Chad comes out. Literally an hour and five minutes of this two hour long episode is yeah. all people talking about. Oh, at least. Chad, at least, maybe more. So, yeah, so Chad comes out on stage uh, and immediately they talk about the fact that Chad has been seen and communicating with both Grant and Robbie's exes. And he tries to play it so cool. It's like, yeah, we're just talking. They're just nice ladies. Yeah, you they're know? nice ladies. and you I just know, feel like they were cheated poorly, and I just wanted them to know we weren't all bad. Both of them got left by somebody to be on the show, and I just wanted to come and say, all of us on the show, we're not bad guys. Hey, that's a fucking crazy motive. Yeah. Your boyfriend's dumped you to go be on this television show, so I wanted to come and tell you that all of the people in this television show aren't that bad. That's a really important lesson for them to learn, Chad. What the fuck are you talking about, dog? Yeah, it's super strange. Like, I- I'm a missionary for the- I'm a missionary for the bachelor men. For the heartbroken exes. Yeah. For these 20 men that I fucking despise. Yeah. Uh, so then Nick B stands up and tries to- he like takes off his shirt and tries to challenge Chad to get in a fight, which is just embarrassing. That's not how you do it. And Daniel, Daniel makes this joke like, "This is how we settle things in America, I guess." Which I thought was funny. Just like violence, it's always violence with you Americans. I'm excited for Daniel to get a chance to shine <laughs> in a bit. I know. I feel like that fool is made. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's the Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah, he totally is. 
But I think he's got some fun. His, he's got some fun. Yeah, moments. he doesn't seem evil to me. I mean, he definitely is a Zodiac killer, and he's definitely killed. But sure. Um. It, uh, and so yeah, and so Chris Harrison kind of diffuses that thing. Like, n- we're not going to let you two fight on stage. Here. Because that's the thing. You came at Chad. You're you were never going to fight Chad. You're like, oh, you're all empty threats, Chad. So here's an empty threat. And then Chad said, we're just both wearing dress shoes. We're going to fall over. It'll be embarrassing. And the audience laughed. Good work. You just fed into the Chad monster. So, so Chad runs through very quickly in his interview with Chris Harrison, just a litany of things that he thinks are true. Uh, First, he thinks Jojo ditched him because she recognized that she couldn't look good by keeping him, that he looked so bad she wanted to get rid of him so she could continue to look good. That the other boys poisoned, poisoned her mind. Uh, He says that he thinks Jordan just wants to be famous. Um, and that in conversations with Robbie's ex, um, Robbie has apparently threatened his ex and said, you can't talk to anybody about anything. He, he or else I'll come get you, he said. Yeah. And a weirdly, like, weirdly And everybody's like, okay, way. yeah, you just And everybody's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, I want to give a special commendation. Can I give it a little gold star? Yeah. And give a big gold star to Grant. Because, like, Grant was one of the, he apparently had been seeing Grant's ex and Grant did not rise to this. Robbie wasn't there, right? Robbie is one of the final two, so he was not at the Mintel All. Um, Grant was there with this dude talking about how he had basically hooked up with his ex and what a what a great uh, woman she is, and how Grant like the most a very real goading, right? That is like, goes way, 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 way beyond this television show they were both on. Grant, fucking cool as a cucumber. Gold star. Yeah, he just kind of, he just reacts enough to let us know that he thinks this guy is ridiculous. And, 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 but he doesn't, he doesn't, for example, remove his shirt and challenge him to fight. Even when the guy's like, you know, how long did you, hey, uh, Grant, how long did you guys date again? Grant fucking cool as a cucumber. Didn't even go for it. Grant, gold star. Two gold stars, my man. And then while Chad's still on stage, there's this weird JFK moment where they're like, hey, roll the tape of when you ripped Evan's shirt and you said that that Evan pushed you and that was why you ripped his shirt. And so they we watch this tape first in real time and then in slow motion to identify whether or not Evan pushed Chad. And Evan gets really weird. Evan's like, roll it again. Roll it again. Back into the left. (laughs) One more time. It it does. It's so, I don't want to fucking talk. It's so stupid. Like I, he looks like he's really forcefully trying to wiggle his way past Chad. And then Chad fucking chokes him while he's hugging a woman. Like, yeah. And the, but the audience is like so on Chad's side. Like there are people wearing Chad t-shirts. Yeah. There are people wearing Chad chiller. And I wanted to like interview them like, ah, yeah. Remember when he threatened to murder a man? Oh, I love this card. <laughs> what a, what a wacky, what a wacky. Remember when we threatened to, te- um, uh, uh, after the television show was done, he threatened to murder a person. I fucking because love this guy. I think because Chad has said some things that are, are funny like he has a sense of humor people think maybe he's like a wrestling character of just like a oh chad just loves being the villain he's entertaining us um 
they they detach somehow and think that that he's just really playing this fun character for us as the viewer and we're so grateful for the fun that we have when we watch him but like bray wyatt doesn't talk to the new day and it's like yeah guys when we're done shooting wwe stuff i'm going to come to your houses and kill all of you yeah yeah no the veins the veins don't come out of uh bray wyatt's neck when he he threatens threatens to convert them to his weird swamp cult that's like (laughs) as that's as bad as he gets um so chris chris asks chad does he have any regrets chad says no 99 percent of it i don't regret um he and says, you do not regret saying you're going to kill Jordan Rogers. And he's like, hey, you know, I said, was, I didn't say what I was going to do when I found him. Maybe I'd give him some candy in the audience laugh. Like the funny, the, the funny thing we have to talk about is humor because we definitely like bought into it in the early days. And it definitely, oh my God, it escalated so very, very, very quickly. We're like the first episode where it started to surface. It was like, this guy's really talking truth. And then the next episode, he was like choking dudes and being a piece of shit. Um, I feel it, it like really abusive people, like the most dangerous abusive people are likable. Oh, for sure. Cause if he, if he was just like a raging asshole with no redeemable qualities and he was just this white hot ball of rage that wasn't capable of saying funny shit from time to time, like nobody would be talking no, about him. He tries, he tries to wrap it up in charm. I mean, that's, that's why part of me couldn't help but think like, was this man raised by somebody who consistently did something awful and then kind of said something relatable and so you just kind of made excuses over and over again forever until suddenly you realize like oh this guy's a monster and that's what's so fucked up about chad and what's so like harmful about chad is that the reason why he became this character that like people talked about including us and including like everybody who's talked about this season of the bachelor yeah. this has been the the season of chad and the reason that chad is has been so uh, like the reason everybody's talking about chad is because he is this like aggressive violent piece of shit that is also like a funny dude and, which like, is that- not usually what the show deals in right like the show when they create a villain they're just, they're just like a full blown 100% yeah. evil, bad, bad acting. Not like, oh, they're a villain with some good points. But the thing that makes abusers so dangerous is what made people buy into the Chad phenomenon so yeah. much. And that's, that's like scary. scary. And yeah, that's it's really totally scary. That's very, very bad. Like on a, on a broad media consumption habits level, like the, the, what that says about us is very not good. It's wicked bad. Yeah, it's like the most dangerous thing about reality television in a way. It's just that people's behavior gets turned into amusement, but it's actually legitimately gross behavior. Everything that happens on TV legitimizes something, right? Yeah. And this is legitimizing a real type of person who is abusive. And and there are people out there in the world who are like Chad that will charm the pants off you and say all kinds of funny stuff and then be fucking monsters and get away with it. Yeah. And, and, and like the Chad stuff has only legitimized that in a really super duper harmful way. And then to watch fucking ABC and the producers of The Bachelor f- parade it around and celebrate it in this men tell all. And most of the season of this show is like ghoulish. Wait, now are we talking about Chad or are we talking about Donald Trump? Hey, yo. Hey. 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 
we have fun here, folks. Um, we don't have a lot of fun though, because this was a really, <laughs> this really is rough not week. Fun. Uh, so Wells, uh, ever the voice of reason says, Hey, Chad, you know, I really do feel sorry for you in the way that we ganged up on you and turned it into a real Lord of the Flies situation. I hope you take this opportunity to get redemption in paradise this summer, which I can't imagine he does. No, I don't. Although I did see a commercial for Bachelor in Paris. Did you see this commercial for the pairing that Chad ends up with? Oh, yeah, it's Lace. What the fuck? It's it's poor, poor Lace. Lace, no! Yeah. Well, we don't know. Maybe that's one, that's one day, you know. <sighs> I am like, it's. he's going to cast a very dark cloud over the Bachelor in Paradise experience. I don't want him there. Well, he'll go home. I hope he goes home. You know, they have to give out roses every day or every this, this couple This is the days. kind of shit, like, this is on par with the Caitlyn slut shame season where I was like, ooh, boy, kind of getting harder and harder to justify watching this show and doing a podcast about it because it can be kind of gross sometimes. This is like that, and it, it's... This is a really genuinely gross thing and not in like a fun, this show is filth, let's wallow in it way, but in a, this show is filth, uh-oh, oops, oh no. Yeah. Can't wait for Bachelor in Paradise, though. Fuck, we're all going to have a great time this summer. I love Bachelor in Paradise. Show yeah, me too. It's such, it's such a like nice break from the high stakes of the Bachelor <laughs> Bachelorette. <laughs> and to then end up in a television monstrosity where more married couples come out of well i maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't yeah. talk about that cuz there's been there's been some some turmoil in yeah. the the bip post marriage family yeah just because you have a staged wedding in mexico does not mean that apparently you that shit don't hold up in will court will continue to be married when you enter the mainland again yeah uh, so what else happened in so we get some time talking to Luke. Uh, Luke is still upset about the way things ended. Same with Chase. Chase is also upset. They both say that Jojo helped them learn to love again, um, which sounds a lot like maybe I'll be the next Bachelor. Uh, and then Jojo comes out. Jojo, and this is something I didn't know. Chris Harrison's interviewing Jojo, and she talks about how prior to this, she had never broken up with anyone before. That's not true. Explains a little bit, though, if it is true. She's very good at it, I thought. Um, no, clearly she was not. I don't think she was the least decisive, like, uh, Well, she main kept doing it at a time that seemed yeah. like three weeks late. Um like, I'm going to keep Alex one more week, and then I'm going to wait. I mean, if she dumped every dude immediately, like, if she dumped every dude that she thought, I, I, I don't like this dude, and they're going to get way too invested, we would have been down to final two, like, week three. That's true. Um, the, the the thirsty bros on this season were just dropping those L-bombs way too, way too early. Uh, one thing about Luke and Chase, I guess, um, they aren't on BIP, and they are not. both had these convos about, like, I'm ready to find love again. Yeah. Which is primo bachelor positioning. Yeah. And I just don't, no, I'm not, I Although I will, them. I will say again, this is the same thing they did with Kayla at the Women Tell All. And then when JoJo got eliminated. So I don't know. It could be Robbie or Jordan. I, but that was a one episode swing. I, I will go to my grave saying the, the, um, final three episode of that season, JoJo, like, swept america away 
I know. Well, you don't think it's possible that Robbie or Jordan could do the same? Oh, fuck no. I mean, but seriously though, Griff, think about, think about how much can change in an episode on this show. Okay. No, you're right. I think, I mean, we've, we've liked Jordan for large swaths of this season and I don't see why he can't earn that back. I have a hard time thinking about, unless he gets jilted at the, at the altar, um, and then, like, has this, like, she broke my heart. I don't know. And then that is how he becomes the next Bachelor. But th- all the teasers we've seen kind of makes it seem like maybe he leaves with his own volition. <laughs> I don't know. We can't trust those things. Yeah, anyway. I can't. I think, I think Jordan would be a fine Bachelor if he wins. Man, I don't fucking know. I don't know which one of these dudes. Um, I just want to real quick say, so JoJo comes on. The guys have an opportunity to close things up. So Luke says... Hey, what happened? Seems like everything was really good. Jojo says, oh, something on that last date didn't feel the way I expected to. And Luke's like, well, should I said I loved you earlier? Uh, and then Jojo says, oh, well, you know, I like words of affirmation, which apparently is this big love language phenomenon that I heard a lot about the Huffington Post podcast that I like um, here to make friends. They talk about this whole love language phenomenon I've not heard any, I've literally never heard of it. It's everybody has different love languages and that means that you need different things from relationships. So hers is like she wants people to tell and her. And so nice words shit of affirmation time. is like a big what's yours? phrase. What's yours and what's mine? Um, I would say my love language, um, it's probably just soft pretzels, right? Yeah, I need a lot of soft pretzels. Um, I need kind of, cat-like reflex when it comes to just bad smells in the house yeah um i need somebody who acts quickly um i did you came home and i apparently have gone nose blind to the stink in the house while you're out in san antonio yeah. and you came back you're like something stinks and i was already lighting three candles <laughs> yeah i think you i think you need somebody um you know that just does a lot of hand stuff hey come on <laughs> This is internet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you ask very much of me, actually. It's probably true. I'm very in- fiercely independent. I, I just, I think that you... My love language is absolute silence and, think... and soft pretzels. That's the one that, like, that's our bond. <laughs> I think that you like, I think that you like adoration. That's probably true. Uh, and, you know, the fact that I, I laugh at, I would say, about 60% of what you say. That seems low. Uh, so Chase, Chase says, Hey, why did you bring me the fantasy suite? And she's like, Oh, you know, I just didn't have clarity and maybe I found it at the wrong time. Uh, and then James, there was kind of a thread, I guess, this whole season of her putting off breaking up with dudes until literally the last possible. Yeah. Until they felt motivated to say that they loved her. And then she's like, Oh, whoops. Like she was going like, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. This guy really likes me. This is bad. I can't break up with him now. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm too nervous to break up with him. This is really bad. And then they say, I love you. And she says, okay, this just reached a whole nother echelon of badness. Yeah. Now I have the courage to Now I have to, to get it. out. James Taylor wants to speak. And then he's like, you know how sometimes when you're like on like an online dating app and you're like, oh, this one's the prettiest or this one's the smartest. You know, I just, you, you gave all of that for us. You were the whole package. I just wanted to say how much I appreciated it. Like, he right. was literally saying, I missed this, I guess. He literally said, like, you were a weird science mashup of looks, brains, you know, humor. Nowhere in America is there anybody that is attractive and smart and as real as you are. 
And I just wanted to point that out. And she's like, hey, thanks, James. Thanks, James. Um, And then Chad brings in one last shitstorm. Tries to, though, doesn't he? Chad's like, hey, you know, so just wanted to say I had a really great time getting to know you. Really great experience. You and I just wish you the best. You know, because, I mean, we both know Robbie left his ex to go on the show. And, you know, and Jordan just, you know, his his own brother won't even talk to him. So, you know, good luck to you. And the audience is like, <laughs> yeah. And Judge is like, nah. And Chris Richardson says, you don't want to respond to that? And she says, oh, I really want to go off. And he kind of like motions like, come we'll on, do it. fucking do it. Yeah. And she says, no, like this is what he does. And he's just here for the attention and he's not worth it. And I'm not going to give it to him. And, and the- that shuts him the fuck up. It shuts him down. All the guys stand up and applaud. You hear some guys yell, that's our bachelorette. Uh, so, and then and then we had a really nice moment between her and Vinny, where yeah. Vinny like asked her a question. She says, oh, your your beard grew back. And everybody's like, what? She's like, oh, I should explain. There was one date where I shaved Vinny's beard. Uh, and she's like, oh, and I should probably like mention Vinny was my best friend in the house. Like we hung out all the time. And I think we both realized like we're just really good friends. And Vinny's like, yeah, that's true. That's nice. Why don't we ever get to see that well, shit? Well, and then, and then Vinny's mom and stands then Vinny's up, mom which is up. really cute. It was just like, you really missed out, Jojo. Vinny's he's the really best. He's a great guy. And, and ladies, he's still single. Um, it was a really nice moment. And like, it was nice. Good Lord, could this season have used, yeah. like, in any non-Chad character development in the first six episodes, I don't know fuck all about Vinny. I don't know anything about Vinny, this, except he cuts everybody's hair the same way. Um. Yeah. Oh, and he did come back to Mentel All with a new haircut that looks very remarkably similar to Jordan Rogers. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that. Yeah. This season could have used more stuff like that. I feel so. I feel bad because we were so. Um. I, we were so into the narrative element that Chad brought to the table. Well, you have to be right. Like the show makes. And it's, it's, and, but at the time it was because like, I didn't think this season could give us anything else entertaining or worth watching. And now I think like, they didn't even fucking try. I can't tell you anything about most of those dudes that were up there. That was one thing Wells said is he's like, you know, it's a real shame because there's a lot of good guys in this house that you just never got to know because we were just all true. talking about Chad. Well, and we could have had it tonight during Mintel Law. I know. But then, like, 70% of it was the Chad show. Men, men tell Chad. The Chad tells Chad. <laughs> it was just fucking gross, man. Like It was rough. It, it felt like watching, like, Jerry Springer or Maury or something. It felt like a talk show that was designed specifically to, like, rile up the audience. And the way... And I, I, I don't want to harp on this, but, like, the way that ABC triumphed this shithead this harmful piece of garbage and like gave him this superstar treatment and these, these cinematic breakouts. Well, you're saying it like it's past tense, but Hey, he's going to be on bachelor in paradise, which starts next week, next fucking week. So yeah, saddle up. So yeah, next week we should figure this out next week, Monday, the finale, the three Three hour hour finale on Monday and then Tuesday bachelor in paradise premieres. So what do you think? First two hours is the like, Stuff. The stuff. And, and then, then after the after final, final rose. rose will be the final hour. Yeah. You think we find out Bachelor or you think they're going to hold on? 
They might hold off. It depends how the season ends. It's really 50-50, gang. Like, they very rarely now announce it after the final rose, because I think they want to see where America goes. Yeah. Um, they might, though. We don't know. Yeah. So that'll be Monday, and then maybe we I, we got to do the finale episode then, Yeah. Right? I think we're talking about maybe recording one Monday night and one Tuesday night. Cause we Your can't, cup overfloweth. We can't combine the end of one season with, <laughs> with Pip, with our suker. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to apply a healing salve to your, <sighs> to your goof wounds. Oh man. Um, so then, yeah, I think we might do two episodes next week. What the fuck ever? We don't have anything else going on. <laughs> yeah. That's not true at all. We have a lot going on. We have so much shit going on. But, you know, we love you guys. Yeah. And, and we love each other. Um, want to mention one thing. Um, so the Facebook group is popping off. Go get up on the Rose Buddies Facebook group. We're going to try and be better about, um, spoilers. Um, because this past week there was some stuff that went, I mean, the, the people who got sent home, um, uh, got posted like before the show even aired on the West Coast, which is like, I, I'm, I am 50 50 about spoilers on the internet, yeah. like whose, whose responsibility is. But if it's a, at a point where people living in an entire section of the country literally could not have watched it yet, I yeah. think that's too soon. To and be I want to take some responsibility for that. You know, I have to re- approve all those posts and I just kind of didn't think about the time difference. Yeah. And, but, and, also, and we didn't have a policy really either. Yeah. And so I didn't know how to reject without kind of, it's also easy to forget that like Facebook is so shitty about the yeah, way that it just like and surfaces things. Even if you didn't come to the group, it showed up. It in just your shows up in your newsfeed. And yeah. it was like, there was one that was a picture that was very, very funny. Um, that was comparing the three remaining contestants to, to the Hamilton, Angelica, yeah. Eliza, and Peggy is very, very good. Yeah. Um, but it also like instantly at a single glance gave away what happened in the episode. And if it popped up in your Facebook news feed, I get so being I bummed think, out about that. So um, I think we decided that we are going to wait until the following day. Yeah. Just, just if you can hold on to it till the morning, we'll still have a live discussion thread. Definitely want to get that live discussion thread. I popped into that and watched it for a while during the Mintel all tonight. And it's just like a real time, like, comment section just like so we'll have that it's so it's so good so like all the conversation you have there and then we're just gonna wait one 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 morning but yeah as far as unique posts um that are very specific to things that just happen we're not gonna post those and my thought instead of developing a queue of a bunch of posts that i have to approve the next day if you try and post a spoiler the night of the show i'm probably just gonna delete it um, because I don't want to have like a queue of 50 posts the yeah, next morning that I have to go through and approve all now that 24 hours has passed. Just, just, uh, just hold off one day. Yeah. Hold on for one more day. Are we going to, here's our, here's the Griffin and Rachel Harmony moment of this episode <sighs> Griffin, of the Griffin, you said you wouldn't do this to me anymore. Then know that there is change. Wait, when am I harmonizing here? One more day. You gotta break free from the chains. I guess we could just do the verse. I don't know why I jumped into the fucking bridge of hold yeah, on. Yeah, this this is not typically where people harmonize, I don't think. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. I don't wanna do it anymore. You called me out so hard last Tell time. Tell that baby that you're gonna let a hundred not make you cry. How can you not harmonize with this? There's people like bumping this in their car right now, like harmonizing to every word. Don't you know? Things don't change. Things will go your way. I just figured out what one of my love languages is, Griffin. Is it me harmony shaming you? 
Or is it me singing songs in the style of Aaron Neville, which for some reason is like 100% of No, them. that's not your Aaron Neville. There it is. There it is. Brain freaky on the chain. There's that 60% of jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you all for, uh, listening. We have a P.O. Box. If you want to send us stuff, it's P.O. Box 66639, Austin, Texas 78766. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been sending us very kind postcards and, and, uh, baby gifts and stuff like that. It's very, very sweet. Thank you very much. Um, we, anything else? Um, nope. Have we talked about McElroy shows? There's a whole, if you like us, there's other McElroy's like us that also yeah do i just kind of assume that our audience listens to the other stuff that but might maybe not they be don't true. um dot com has all the podcasts that the mcroy family does that includes shows that i do like my brother my brother and me and the adventure zone but there's shows like uh Sol- none of the other shows make you watch a television show so maybe That's if very you need kind- a well, break other than losing the sheen which used to the short-lived but fucking brilliant experiment in television criticism losing the sheen and satellite dish uh, anyway, Justin and Sydney do a really great show called Sawbones. It's a medical history comedy show that's fucking fantastic. Uh, Travis and Teresa do a show called Schmanners. Which is so Schmanners. charming. It's so... Oh, it's just a very charming, so sweet show. There's like 20 podcasts that we do in this family, and I'm very proud of our family. And It's, it's, a, it's a good empire. Yeah. Uh Anything else, baby? No, nope, we'll that's see all next, I got. See you next week. We'll see you a couple times next week. For a double header. Uh, until then, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right reasons. Right reasons.